name's Elena. I'm eight year, and I'm eight years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he created the world. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to Earth, but God's rescue plan from before He even created the world, and the hope of living with Him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why He wants you to join Him. Friends, I'm Alicia Yoder on another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. Thanks for listening. Last week, we saw Jesus' delight in those who came to him in faith, like the Roman commander and the woman who poured her precious perfume on Jesus' feet. And Jesus kept traveling from one town and village to another, announcing the good news of God's kingdom. His twelve disciples were with him, and so were some women who had been healed of evil spirits and sicknesses. One was Mary Magdalene. Seven demons had come out of her. Another was Joanna, the wife of Chusa. He was the manager of Herod's household. Susanna and many others were there also. These women were helping to support Jesus and the twelve disciples with their own money. People came to Jesus from town after town, and when a large crowd had gathered, he told them a story. A farmer went out to plant his seed. He scattered the seed on the ground, and some fell on a path. People walked on it, and the birds ate it up. Some seed fell on rocky ground. When it grew, the plants dried up because they had no water. Other seed fell among thorns. The thorns grew up with it and crowded out the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It grew up and produced a crop a hundred times more than the farmer planted. His disciples asked him what the story meant. He said, here's what the story means. The seed is God's message. The seed on the path stands for God's message in the hearts of those who hear. But then the devil comes, and he takes away the message from their hearts. He does it so they won't believe and be saved. The seed on rocky ground stands for those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But they have no roots. When they're tested, they stop believing. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear the message But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures. So they do not reach full growth. But the seed on good soil stands for those with an honest and good heart. Those people hear the message and keep it in their hearts. They remain faithful and produce a good crop. Now Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him. But they could not get near him because of the crowd. Someone told him, Your mother and brothers are standing outside. They want to see you. He replied, My mother and brothers are those who hear God's word 
and do what it says. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and left. As they sailed, Jesus fell asleep. A storm came down on the lake. It was so bad that the boat was about to sink and they were in great danger. The disciples woke Jesus up saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and ordered the wind and the huge waves to stop. The storm quieted down and it was completely calm. Where's your faith? He asked his disciples. They were amazed and full of fear and asked one another, Who is this? He he commands even the winds and the waves, and they obey him. Jesus and his disciples sailed to a Gentile region across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped on shore, he was met by a man from the town who was controlled by demons. For a long time, he had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet. He shouted at the top of his voice, Jesus, son of the most high God, what do you want with me? I beg you, don't hurt me. This was because Jesus had commanded the evil spirit to come out of the man. Many times the spirit had taken hold of him. The man's hands and feet were chained, and he was kept under guard. But he had broken his chains, and the demon had forced him to go out into lonely places in the countryside. Jesus asked him, What is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs, and he allowed it. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs. Then the herd rushed down the steep bank, ran into the lake, and drowned. When those who were tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported it in the town and countryside. The people went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus. They found the man, who was now free of the demons, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and thinking clearly. All this made the people afraid. Those who had seen it told the others how the man who had been controlled by demons was now healed. Then all the people who lived in the area asked Jesus to leave them because they were filled with fear. So he got into the boat and left. The man who was now free of the demons begged to go with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told people all over town how much Jesus had done for him. When Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet. He begged Jesus to come to his house because his only daughter was dying. She was about twelve years old. 
As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. A woman was there who had a sickness that made her bleed. Her sickness had lasted for 12 years and no one could heal her. She came up behind Jesus and touched the edge of his clothes. Right away, her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone said they didn't do it. Then Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pushing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. The woman realized that people would notice her. So, shaking with fear, she came and fell at Jesus' feet. In front of everyone, she told why she had touched him and how she had been healed in an instant. Then he said to her, Dear woman, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from Jairus' house. Your daughter is dead, the messenger said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just believe and she will be healed. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he didn't let everyone go in with him. He took only Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were crying and sobbing loudly over the child. Stop crying, Jesus said. She's not dead, but sleeping. They laughed at him because they knew she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned and right away she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were amazed, but Jesus ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. Have you ever had someone tell you that you're too little to play a game with them? Or that they won't explain to you what something means because you're too little to understand? One time, when my big sister had a friend over and they were playing with their Barbies, I wanted to play too, but they told me I was too little. When Jesus was on earth, some of the people who wanted to follow him probably felt like they didn't understand everything he was teaching them. But instead of telling them that they weren't smart enough, Jesus kept inviting them to follow him. Some women who wanted to follow Jesus even used their own money to help him have what he needed to keep preaching. They wanted to be a part of what Jesus was doing. Just like we can ask God to show us how to work together to bring his good news to others and share what he's done for us. Because we've been adopted into God's family, we can learn together what it means to be a part of his family, what life looks like in his household with all our other adopted brothers and sisters. Satan is doing everything he can to be like the birds in the story Jesus told, snatching God's seeds of truth from planting in people's hearts and putting roots down in God and drinking in his living water. Satan loves it when people choose unbelief 
and decide to try and solve all their problems on their own. He can't pull up roots of faith that have already been sunk into Jesus, but he can try and choke the seedlings of faith that sprout by tempting us to choose what we want above what what anyone else wants, try to look better than everyone else, or by constantly worrying about things like people not liking us or that Jesus isn't going to take care of us when we or someone we love gets hurt. When we ask for Jesus' help in these things, he can help us drink in his living water by believing what's true and that he's always with us. And also to believe that he has the power to help us grow into big, strong plants that can bear fruit for others to enjoy and praise God for. Fruit like compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We don't have to try and force those things to grow, but can trust the Holy Spirit to be like the farmer in the story, cultivating the soil of our hearts and giving us faith to trust his help, no matter what kind of weather or scary situations come. The disciples were still trying to figure out who Jesus was, but we get to know so much more. The disciples cried out for Jesus' help, but didn't actually expect him to be able to tell the storm to stop. Sometimes Jesus might want to ask us the question he asked the disciples when he said, Where is your faith? There are so many things that aren't the way they were supposed to be right now. Things that are sick and broken and evil. Sometimes it might feel like there's a storm going on inside of your heart. But God wants to bring his peace, lifting up your chin to look up at your strong daddy who's promised to take care of you, even if you can't figure out what's supposed to happen next. Sometimes he'll make the storm stop, and sometimes he'll grab a bucket and scoop out water with you, helping you to keep going until it's over. You don't need to be powerful because he will take care of you all the way until you enter the peace and calm of life with him on the new earth. Jesus wanted the disciples and the crowds to know his power, but he also wanted them to know what it meant for God to actually come down and live with them how he cared about each hurting person. A man with demons trapped inside of him, a woman who had been bleeding for many years, and a religious teacher whose little girl was dying. The Gentile townspeople were afraid of Jesus' power, which is why Jesus told the healed man to tell his family and others what God had done for him. We've also been freed like that man, from the chains of sin and eternal punishment. Jesus invites us to tell our friends and family what he's done for us and how he helps us each day to live in his light. Moses' law said that a person who bled all the time was unclean and couldn't worship God in his holy place. People didn't want the woman to touch them because then they might become unclean too. 
But Jesus wasn't disgusted when the woman reached out and touched him. Instead of her making him unclean, he healed her body and made her clean. And that's what it's like when we reach for Jesus, inviting him to see our sin and selfishness. He brings instant healing and forgiveness. The religious teacher, Jairus, chose to believe Jesus' power too, letting Jesus' words echo through his mind. Don't be afraid. She will be healed. He didn't listen to the advice to not bother Jesus anymore, even though he had no idea how she would be healed if she was already dead. God still loves to astonish us with his power and love and care. All he asks us to do is to go with him by trusting him to do what's best. Let's pray. We need you, Jesus. Just like the fearful disciples, demon-filled man, bleeding woman, and the dead girl. Would you help us to receive your peace today, trusting you in whatever feels scary right now? You are so strong and powerful. Amen. Okay, boys and girls, let's keep trusting Jesus, and I'll talk to you next time.